Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Operation Sequel. Today we're joined by Craig. Hello. As we discuss Twilight Princess, which you probably knew because you clicked on the episode. Now, just to get the usuals out of the way, Twilight Princess was developed for the GameCube and the Wii almost simultaneously. They delayed the Wii release so they could, or sorry, they delayed the GameCube release so that they could get it on the Wii as well. And that was released in 2006 of December for the GameCube. And before that, it was November for the Wii. Now, this also has had its HD remake, which is what I played and Craig, that's what you played. Yep, as indeed. And that was released on March 2016th. 2016th? Wow. 2016th. Thank nice. you. Thank you. I'm going to adopt that way of <laughs> naming years now. Alright, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, it was published and released by Nintendo. And the director was Eiji Ayanuma, with Shigeru Miyamoto being kind of shunted off to the producer role this time. Now, the main artist was Yusuke Nakano and Satoru Takawaza, with the writers being Eya Kyogoku, uh, Takeyuki Ikaku, Mitsuhiro Takano, and Eiji Ayanuma. Uh, the composers this time were Toro Mitagishi and As Asuka Ato. Alright, so our brief histories. Uh, Twilight Princess in my house gets played more than a lot of other ones just because it is the one my wife likes the most. Uh, she's played it multiple times and of course she's playing on the TV right next to me so I end up seeing a lot of it. Personally, I've only played it through once and that was on the GameCube. I never did play the Wii version. Craig, what about you? Um, I originally played this on the Wii version when it was first released, way back when, and then again now. That's twice, two playthroughs now. Very good. So you um, so then you played the mirrored version, like you played both versions. Well, yeah, I think I remember at the beginning of this playthrough, I think I distinctly messaged you saying, why is everything in the wrong place? <laughs> I, st I distinctly remember that pool of water being over the others, and every yeah, I, I didn't, I hadn't realised that the HD version was in fact mirrored, or was the Wii version mirrored the from the Wii GameCube version, version? Everything was mirrored because they wanted to make right link. They wanted to make right link handed. Wow, they wanted to make link wow. right handed because most people are right handed, and so it got flipped from the uh, GameCube version where Link is, I believe, on almost everything, he's left-handed. Yeah, now that didn't make sense the first time you explained that to me until I remembered swinging the, the nunchuck and the, the Wii controller wildly trying to sla slash things and now it makes sense why he was right-handed. All right, so like we usually do, uh, I'd like to read the beginning and this time we're gonna be pulling from the manual itself. So, Craig, do you have your dramatic reading voice on? Yes, I do! All right. <clears throat> Deep in the southernmost region of the Kingdom of Hyrule lies a village by the name of Ordon. Cradled in the scenic beauty of pristine farmland, the villagers of Ordon make a living raising livestock. Among the villagers is a boy known as the most skillful rider in all the land. A boy who, it is expected, will one day take over the responsibility of leading Ordon as the village chief. His name is Link. Nicely done. Right. Trusted and liked by all the villagers, Link is especially loved by the other children of Aldon, among whom he holds unofficial status as the leader of the pack. Link spends his days as a ranch hand and learns the ways of the sword from the village's lone swordsman, Russell, in his spare time. He often displays his newly honed skills to the village youths, which makes him even more popular. One day, Link is showing off his swordsmanship as usual, when a monkey appears. Hey, that's the monkey that's been causing trouble all over the village. Let's get him, cry the children. They run out. Oh man, that is terrible. Yeah. My audiobook reading <laughs> contract is not going to make it. They run, <laughs> they run after the monkey into the forest. Link rushes into the heart of the woods after them and is shocked to find that the dark thickets are teeming with countless monsters. After fighting his way through the ranks, Link rescues the child and the monkey from the cage where they are held captive. Until now, the forest had always been a safe place. The next day, after much encouragement by Russell, Link prepares to set out and deliver the village's tribute to Hyrule Castle. 
Having never visited the castle before, Link is in high spirits as he prepares for his journey, but when his childhood friend Ilya notices a wound on Epona's haunch, she gives Link an earful for being so careless with his horse. In a huff, Ilya leads Epona away. Link tracks down Epona and Ilya at the mystical spring nearby and attempts to apologize for injuring Epona. But no matter how many times he says he's sorry, Ilya simply refuses to forgive Link. Then Colin, a young boy from the village who idolizes Link, steps forward to mediate the situation. Thanks to Colin's explanation, Link is finally able to get Ilya to drop her guard and talk with him. Having warmed back up, Ilya tells Link, come back safely and don't do anything reckless. Just then. A monster astride a huge boar comes crashing out of the forest. The fearsome monster and his mount break through the gate to the spring and attack the youths. Caught off guard by the sudden assault, Link is helpless to stop the monster from delivering a blow that renders him unconscious. Through the fog of his half-conscious mind, Link watches Colin and Ilya get swept off by the monster. Luckily, nicely done. there's no amnesia in it. Oh... Oh. Oh, we'll talk about uh. that later. So, now, let's get this started by saying in this one, I think Link, like Wind Waker before it, they do take a lot of time to establish Link as a person. He's not just persona non grata and here he is on an adventure. It's just nice. It's nice seeing him in that situation before the poo hits the fan. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the amount of time that they spend beforehand is what determines how much I end up gravitating towards Link. Now, granted, I don't live in the woods and I'm not a simple farmhand, but between this and Wind Waker, those two stick out the most as Link is a character. Mm-hmm. Now, a funny thing I noticed in this was Link actually talks in cutscenes. You don't hear it, you don't even get words for it, but you actually see him talk. And for me, after this long, it's getting a little old, that whole silent protagonist thing. Mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, I, I just take it as part and parcel of the, the Zelda experiences. I'm, uh, he's just going to be kind of silently communicating everything. So, I think it might be quite quite nice to think that he's just a mute and everyone can just understand <laughs> by the expression on his face what he's saying. So you're telling me in Breath of the Wild he doesn't open his mouth and Brian Blessed's voice comes out? Because oh, that would be great. Fantastic would that be? That would actually that would have made Breath of the Wild. Now, in, in case you, you say you started with Breath of the Wild or Skyward Sword, or this you just skip this. Me and Craig were talking earlier how this game hues a lot closer to Ocarina of Time than it does to Wind Waker, and I personally Very think much. that's a little bit of a detriment. Now, now again, uh, since you haven't finished Wind Waker, but you have played enough of it, did the fountain mm-hmm. scene with Ilya feel very much like that Wind Waker bit where your sister gets kidnapped to you? Yeah, yeah, it felt kind of... It was... If I'd played them back to back, I'd be like, oh, not again. <laughs> That's not the only you know, thing like... that you say, oh, not again. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, yeah, it does. There, there are similarities, obviously, in kidnap and loved ones and things like that. There, there's a wee bit there. Now, Although, yeah, but at least the Ilya here, at least that whole storyline carries through the whole game. Yeah. You know well, just, what you're saying? It doesn't in Wind Waker because I've not finished that yet. No, it, it doesn't. You kind of rescue her and then <laughs> plop her off back home. Oh well, oh well, that's that's absolutely fine. Which it, it works for Wind Waker, yeah. Now, now, we're talking characters, and one of the biggest ones to come out of Twilight Princess, and I think is probably one of my favorite Zelda characters, is going to be Craig. Read my mind. Midna! Wrong! It's the mayor! No! No! <laughs> the mayor! Yes! Midna into Yeah, um, yeah, um, Midna, this is, this is where she comes from, and, and of course, as you're on the internet to get this, I'm sure you're aware if you're a Zelda fan, everybody loves Midna. And I think oh, there, yeah. there's a very good reason for that. Um, Minna's awesome. It's really Min- that Minna simple. Minna is awesome. It, it is really that simple. Of all the companions, and even out with Zelda, any game, Minna is a particular delight to have along for the ride. Suitably cheeky, disappears when you need her to, comes back when you request her to. It's She's, she's on point as a chum. 
Uh, yeah, as for gameplay, there are a few things that revolve around Midna, but mm -hmm. one of the things that I like the most is is she's... Um, if you remember from Wind Waker, the Red Lion, the boat, she's actually a little less intrusive than that, and he wasn't very intrusive at all. She really isn't there unless it's a cutscene or you need to use one of her abilities. Mm -hmm. And one of her abilities I is when you are Wolf Link, and we'll explain a little bit of that later, you can do is it, these... Is it... The jumps? Yeah, 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 it's the jumps. You it's... can make these larger than you would be able to normally jumps because you latch onto her. Now, I have a bit of a problem with the way it's implemented in this. Like, I don't know about you, Craig, but there were plenty of times where I would walk up to a gap and think, okay, this has got to be a midna jump, and then you press the button and there's nothing. There's no real on-screen indicator other than her little head flashing that this will be a midna jump. Yeah, I, I get I get what you mean there, but I, I didn't experience it that much myself because I'm not a noob. I just thought it was really, really satisfying the way it was implemented, and that the jump, the noise that it made, the ever increasing pitch of that noise as you jump up a tree oh, yeah. or across a gap. Oh, oh my goodness, absolutely. You always wanted those jumps to go just a couple more, just so you can hit the top yeah, of that scale. Yeah. Yep. So. We already mentioned Wolf Link, but in this, you end up having to go into the realm of Twilight, which think Dark World, Light World from Link to the Past, except the Dark World is much more fleshed out than just an alternate version. It's an, a whole actual kingdom that you end up going to. Mm -hmm. And Link gets transformed into a wolf, and you have to spend a good portion of the beginning of this game as a wolf with uh, very different abilities than you have normally as Link. Plenty of digging. Plenty lots, of digging. Lots of digging, yes. Mm -hmm. And it, compared to other games, this spends a lot more time, again, like we said, setting up everything. Then you have a little bit of gameplay, not too much, actually. And then you're forced into a lot more of the story setup. Like once you have, like we read in the beginning, once Ilya gets kidnapped, you go rescue them, rescue a little kid. Then you come back and then it's almost straight back into the other part of the story, which they will be kind of dual storylines for a while mm -hmm. until they merged later in the game i think it's First, very nicely done as well I, uh, for me I, I thought it was a very nice way of introducing both threads of the story in a really yeah. nice way and the, the wolf link part is suitably dark and kind of lovely it's just sorry dave you <laughs> yeah go. Uh, no 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 it's fine uh, um yeah the the dark link dark link wow that'd be great dark the, link the, hmm. the wolf link parts feel more flavor of Majora's Mask than they do of Ocarina of Time like the rest of the game does. So it's almost between, like you're flitting between two different styles. The mm. Wolf Link, I, I think it's safe to say in the beginning the Wolf Link is more, what, combat oriented? Yeah. Yeah, it's ripping people's throats out. Yeah, yeah, you're doing Apart a from lot that sewer bit, the, the sewer bit, the oh, raising yeah. and lowering water levels is a wee bit puzzly. Now, the sewer led into you meeting Zelda for the first time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, this didn't really have the the surprise twist of, <gasps> it's Zelda. Now, I remember when I first played the game, it was, okay, Ilya, gonna be Zelda. There's really not a <laughs> question about it. And, of course, <laughs> then it turns out it's not. You're like, hmm, okay, well, then Zelda's already in here. So then you start to think, hmm, okay, maybe Midna. Maybe Midna's Zelda. Yeah. But no, no, it, it, there is no twist of who Zelda is this time. So after you do, uh, you go see Princess Zelda and she explains what's going on. You putter around for a little bit and then you end up finding uh, that these waterfalls, the divine beasts, I guess would be the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think they're called the gods in this. And... They give you a quest to fill up these little grapevine thingies with light so that they can be resurrected. Now, there are four of these suckers, right? And, and towards the beginning of the game, I thought, oh, this is going to be your first half. Here, visit these four temples. Uh -huh. Part of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's like that, a brief introduction. It's a couple, yeah. of, a couple of find some light balls, please. <laughs> now, I, I like the design on some of these. We, we've got four of them, so we got... We have Ordon, and he's kind of this bull thing. Mm -hmm. And then next, there's Farron. He's he's the monkey, which I like the monkey the most because monkeys are cool. Yep. And 
And then next you'll run into Elden, and he's the bird. And Lenedu is the sea serpent, kind of this giant snake thing. And what these all basically tell you is, hmm, bad stuff's going on. Can you revive me? And then I'll help. You don't even really get any abilities from these guys or anything, really. Most of the equipment and abilities you get, you end up getting from the quest to rescue them. So they yeah. don't really act as a reward at all. Well, it's kind of there's a sort of partial reward, and that afterwards you can then that's you opened up the light and dark sides of that part of the map. Very good. I was going to talk about that, Craig. Okay, sorry. So no, no, did you stop <laughs> saying sorry? So, so when you visit them, you're always going to be in wolf form, and once you complete their quest, which their quest is incredibly annoying, yeah, you can then become is. light link. Now their quest, uh, which which I believe Craig just said was incredibly annoying, is mm -hmm. there's a bunch of bugs in this yeah. kind of area where this god is. Go find them. Now luckily, they mark it on your mini map, which isn't too bad. Like in in it's the not... grand scheme of things, this has nothing on the Dominion Rod at all. No, no, well, we can get to the Dominion Rod. <laughs> Yeah, I, know I, I would much rather have done there, this but... four more times than that Dominion Rod once. It did. The the bug searching bit led to one of my most favourite tiny wee interactions from the entire game where one of the bugs is inside the bomb shop store up on a hill oh, and yeah. you go in and the, the store, not the American store as in the bomb shop, the actual store cupboard house further away from the bomb shop, and you go in and accidentally go and blow up this place and the bugs die. Later on in the game, the shopkeeper in the bomb shop is like, oh yeah, my, my store blew up. I've got no idea what happened. The whole thing <laughs> just blew up. And you're standing there going, sorry, mate, that was, that was me. That's maybe, that's maybe me. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I actually liked a lot of the characters in this, like the bomb mm -hmm. guy who would run across the counter to be a <laughs> yeah. different salesman. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. There's not as much um, interaction with NPCs as there is in Wind Waker, but it sort of fits this world because this wor world feels very barren. It's not kind of lively like Wind Waker was. Yeah. So you only have, you really only have like Castle Town and then Kakariko Village, right? Like that's it. And um, what's the other village? The, the Odon Village is a wee bit kind of hustle and bustle. Well, did you ever farmers. find yourself going back there? When, uh, except for that one time when you had to talk to the mayor? Uh, no, no actually. Yeah, no, I, I actually f totally forgot about Ordon. So, your first boss in this, just like it is in Wind Waker and Ocarina is a giant plant thing. If you've been paying attention, you're probably going to know, hmm, I have to use the boomerang. Now, I'll give them a little bit of credit. It's not hanging from the ceiling like every other boss is in the Zelda games. What did you think of the bosses? Overall, the bosses. Overall, yeah, yeah. Overall, the bosses. Uh, it's, I think so far it's got one of my favorite Zelda bosses of all Zeldas ever. Wait, Uncle um, Bongo was in this? Do, do not Bongo? mention, don't <laughs> mention his name. It's the after you get the spinner. And, oh, and that the, thing! You liked that thing? Yes. Yeah, did you oh, like that? Oh, that that that. No, whoa, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> as as like far as like the as beast bosses go, it's probably yeah. the spider. I think the spider was my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of the bosses in this, they feel like rehashes, but since it has that distinct visual like Twilight Princess feel to it, you don't mind too much because things will look different. Like the Deku plants, they don't look the same. They they have a very different look to them. Like they, yeah. I was gonna say they feel darker, but that makes absolutely no sense. They just have a more gritty look to them, I well, guess. Yeah. You have something on that, though, because of all the Zeldas, this is a very dark and gritty Zelda overall. So I think all of those wee elements build in and everything does feel a wee bit more... It's hard to put your finger on it. It really is. Y yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm struggling to find the word, but I know there, there, there's probably a word out there to describe it, but I know what you mean. There's, there's something about it that's just... More se not serious. Serious isn't the word. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. 
However, one thing I do know, Craig, and I forgot to mention this up front, is... So, the design on people, it's not as cartoony as it was in Wind Waker. It's not as realistic as it is in uh, Ocarina or Majora. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's almost like an exaggerated realism. Like, you know, you might yeah. say to somebody, huh, he looks like he got a peanut-shaped head. But in this, they make their head actually look like a peanut. Mm -hmm. Like, it is hourglass-shaped. Craig, why is everybody hideous? I, I, I didn't notice that as much, I don't think. I, get, I know what you're saying. There's exaggerated characters. It's a wee bit, it's a bit odd. But it's not, it wasn't out with the realm of where my headspace was because I was playing that dark and gritty Twilight Princess. Yeah, it fits for the world. It's just, yeah. every once in a while you'd get a close-up of somebody. Like, um, who's the shaman guy? Can't oh, remember his name. Um, the I, very I American Indian guy. Re Re it's not Ricky. Ronaldo. Or something like Ronaldo. that. Is it yeah, Ronaldo? Uh, it's yeah, it's Ronaldo or Ronaldo, something like that. Uh, Ronaldo's yeah, anyway. a football player. Oh. He's also a, a villain yeah. in Onomusha, which now yeah. we're going to talk Onomusha. But yeah, yeah. So my first Onomusha. <laughs> <laughs> so so you have a couple scenes with Renato where it's just, it just gets way up close. You're like, ooh, man, you are just hideous. Like, yeah, I, I don't yeah. like the design of people in this. Even even okay. people that that are meant to be like, let us say, mildly saucy, like the the bar lady, whose name I can't remember. I can't remember the bar lady's name, but she has the hots for Ronaldo or Renato. And she's like, oh, give me some of that love. And he, every time you catch him in private, is like, keep her away from me. So yeah, you don't, don't want <laughs> none of that, man. It uh, doesn't at all. No, no, he. I guess he doesn't. But yeah, even she was like, there's, there's just something off. Anyway, back to the actual game. Something that yep. uh, this game does that was only very lightly touched on Aquaman. It was horse combat. Now, are you a fan of horse combat or not a fan? I am not a fan of horse combat because for some strange reason, as with Ocarina and most other things where you have to go horseback, that the um, the king of the the king of the what are the enemy called? Oh, uh, King Boblin or Moblin? What, the Moblin king. The Boblin yeah, king. Yeah, yeah whoever he is, you have to go out into Hyrule Field and basically chase him about and slash him a few times. I was, I was doing that. And he's on a loop. He's going round and round <laughs> it and I'm just like hitting him and I just, it puts me right off for some strange reason. Now, the, there's some lovely kind of um, archery from horseback, which works an absolute yeah. treat, but that, that slashing thing was just, that was nightmarish. And I see, um, I think Apona handles like your you know well like yeah i guess boat? the best way to put it was yeah you're you're trying to drive a tub somewhere uh -huh. that's about what opponent feel for some reason i don't know if it was my gamepad or or what but every once in a while she would just kind of shunt off in a direction for for no reason at all just poof, there you go okay but yeah i see i actually really liked the horse especially those scenes on the bridge where it's it's jousting i really like oh, the that. joust yeah the, the jousting was nice but oh, the my one annoyance of opponent, sorry, just before you crack on, no, sure, is ahead. if you if you accidentally pull back to maybe if you were on a horse and you were playing a game and you thought I'm going to reverse a wee bit, I'm going to pull down on the thumbstick. Opponent doesn't do that. Opponent goes up on her rear legs and does a one eighty, and I find myself <laughs> doing a lot of one eighty. Every once in a while, she does like this motorcycle backup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. it, it, I now. Actually, the horse combat plays a pretty big part because you will have to fight Ganon on a horse. Now, that yeah. I hated. I didn't mind King Moblin guy. Didn't mind him. Mm -hmm. But but Ganon was a knight. And again, we'll probably talk about this more towards the end. Yeah. But yeah, we, I, I really like they put a lot more emphasis on Epona this time. Because there are no owl statues. There are no Ballad of the Gales to get you around fast in this there are some portals that you can have, but most of them will take you to a very specific area and you then have to ride a Pona around yeah. to get to where you want to go. You've you've actually just reminded me of one of the greatest characters in any Zelda game ever, other other than obviously Midna. I can't remember the wee dude's name. Is it Oko? Ocho? Oko? 
the bird guy. The bird guy you find in every in every temple. You find the little bird guy oh, with the human oh, face. Coco. Oh, Coco. Yeah, not just oh. a human face. He's also got tits. That's weird. <laughs> but he's a bird. He's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Instead of having a static um, point to warp to in a temple, you can drop him anywhere and you can warp in and out at that specific point. He's fantastic. He comes now, into the game later as well. But he's, absolutely he's like, agree with you. Okoko and Okoko Jr. Mm-hmm. Who is just a head with wings. It's very weird. <laughs> um, they are very... I didn't use them very much because most times I didn't need to leave the dungeon once I entered it. But yeah, yeah. that was great to have as a... Okay, I'm going to back out. I'm going to save. And then I can just pop back in where I was. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really like the addition of that item. It's very good. Um, another thing this does is they they have these weird like Panzer Dragoon sections where you're riding on the back of a Twilight bird. Yeah. And you have to. You have to. Now, I got a little frustrated with those because it's like if you just even graze something, you don't take damage and you know just continue on. You end up having to start from the beginning. And there comes a point where you have to try to kill a whole bunch of Twilight Bugs while you're riding on this thing. And it is very Panzer Dragoon-y. You're going over these rock formations and then under this arch and that kind of stuff. And every time you would just gently graze a rock, you'd have to start all over again. That bugged me, but I like the idea behind it. I love the noises those birds make as well. And in fact, I love the, the sound of the portals, the spawning of enemies, that very digital kind of sound to it was just fantastic. Oh. That is a weird aesthetic choice, right? Like everything that has to do with the Twilight Realm has a very digital Tron yeah, feel to it. Yeah. Now, the only thing I don't like is that music that plays. That music just wears on me after a while. Like go, when you're go fighting, sing it just to. This is actually what it sounds like. It's... Oh, it's it's terrible. It's very um, discordant, very dissonant. Okay, and it just right. Okay. Wears on you. There's a lot of Zelda tunes in here that they've used before, and that's perfectly fine because that's part of what Zelda is. But anything new kind of washed right over me. Like there was no Gerudo Village. There's no windmill theme. There was just. Yeah. Blech. Like I, I, other I than the, uh, yeah, other than those moments where it's kind of uh, discordant to the scene, I think it works okay. Everything works fine. It's not like you're gonna notice. Oh, this is this is terrible music. It's just nothing memorable at all for me. Yeah, you don't get the standout tunes, other than the Wild West tune. Oh, the Wild West Link, man. Yes. Um, yeah. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. But so so on your quest, you end up running into the same two races you always run into. You run into, except mm-hmm. for Wind Waker, you run into the Zora. And the Zora are all frozen in ice. And there's a scene where you make it to their palace. And once you flip on sense mode, which think Arkham Detective Vision for the most part. It does one thing yeah. better than Detective Vision. And this kind of clicked me because I recently played through an Arkham game. In Detective Vision in Arkham Asylum, say, there's no downside. You should probably play the whole game in Detective Vision. You don't because everything looks pretty, but there's really no reason to ever turn it off. Whereas in this, there is a very good reason to turn it off because it dims your vision. Yeah. Like you can't see near as far. And I think that's a very elegant way of saying use this when you have to, but but (laughs) you don't want to use it all the time. But anyway, so there's a really cool scene where you get to see all the Zora that are frozen in the ice. Poor Zora. Absolute uh, poor Zora. They're te- they look terrified. They look well, like... I can't oh my- them. I, I, I also yes. like the way they look a lot different in this than they do in anything else. Like, they have this very weird helmet on that makes them look very different than they normally do. Yeah. So, this was a point of uh, a little bit of a wall for me because... I played this in fits and starts because, to be completely transparent, listener, I'm getting a little tired of Zelda. <clears throat> so I, I've been playing this in fits and starts. You know, I'll play an hour here, an hour there, just do it that way. By the time I'd gotten to the Zora Palace, I had completely forgot about that giant rock that's on fire. <laughs> and so it was it was a good hour of running around trying to how do I how do I melt this ice? I don't know. What do you, what do you want me to do? But yes, 
So there's uh, there's also points in the story where you will have to remember something that you may have seen before because Midna will have to warp that object into something yeah. so that you can progress. And here it was a giant rock that's still on fire. So you Midna. can melt all of the Zora. Midna tells you. Midna tells you to when? go back to the rock. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> notice that. Ah, It's the same with the bridge. Midna tells you. Okay, yes. She told me about the bridge. You're right. I didn't remember where the bridge was, okay? And like I said, which nobody else heard yeah. because they weren't recording, when you warp back to the point where you're pretty sure that bridge was, you start facing a tunnel. The bridge is right behind you. Stupid Dave doesn't spin the camera around at all. He just runs headlong into the tunnel because we're on a quest. And I missed the bridge, and I was, again, looking for, like, an hour. To, where's this stupid bridge? Never so, again. anyway, you, you get past this goddess scene, and, and she basically tells you, please look after my son. And you may have remembered seeing him in Hyrule Town, or maybe you didn't, and you ran around for another 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you go there, and you finally bump into Ilya again. Which is great. Except yep. for one thing, Craig. And I wonder what that uh. one thing is. I wonder what the one thing in the world <laughs> that could possibly be affl afflicting Ilya that you're just not going to like. Yay! We have amnesia again. And There's this nothing is a... wrong with amnesia. Yes, it there happens. is. Craig, have you played six games in a row that had amnesia in them? Like I, I, it is. It has got to be the most hackneyed story. Uh, if you're watching a TV show, let us say you're really, really into House, right? Mm -hmm. And you're watching it, and you're like, hmm, it looks like they're kind of running out of ideas. Maybe they're gonna bring it to an end. No, he has amnesia and has to go through med school again. You would be laughing your balls off at how terrible that is. Yeah, yeah. So don't you give a pass to video games just because of video games? I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not giving a pass to all video games. Just this one, <laughs> and and whatever next one we might be talking about has <laughs> amnesia. Um, <laughs> so so this worked for you then. This made you care more for Ilya. Yeah, oh, very much so because in her amnesiaed state, she is just caring for this kid, and she doesn't know who you are. And you don't, the, the, the nice thing is you don't reveal who you are, you just kind of roll with it, which is kind of like, it, you know, makes you, it's, it reassures you that Link is kind of a sane person. I think it worked. No, I think it worked. Now, I think it worked. Now, so, so, Do you not here's find the question. it was really refreshing seeing her in a really pastoral role, caring for a kid? I liked Ilya up until the point where you met Midna, and it was like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, who cares? Midna is way cooler. <laughs> and so at this point, it was just, oh, God, the amnesia. Yeah, let's cure you, I guess. And that was that. I had, I honestly okay. have no affection for Ilya at all. Like, we'll talk about the ending and why I, I yeah. kind of don't like the ending when we get there. One thing I would like to say is, so before in Ocarina, you may remember it because we saw it about four times. Remember the whole scene where it talks about the goddesses coming down and there's the green comet and the purple comet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Com that terribly boring scene that you saw like four times. In this, mm -hmm. way, way better. Like, it was borderline freaky the way it's done here. Where you first meet Zand and it has that long cut scene about uh, how their magical tribe Honestly, splintered off from everything else. Flipping brilliant. It's brilliant, it was, isn't it? It was really good. Like, like that was the one point I was like, whoa, okay, this is very cool. So so Link and Ilya walk into the, this shrine, and it's just nothing but black, and then it starts to tell the story about how, where the Shadow Tribe comes from. And the weird thing is, is that it, while it's telling you the story, it casts Ilya and Link as the characters it's talking about. So you get to see Link look like a bad guy, and then you get to see Ilya almost stab Link. I mean, they're very, very cool. Mm -hmm. And then you got to see a bunch of Ilias floating down from the top of the screen to the bottom. It's very, very cool. I like the way it's done here. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so they did a very good job of taking something that could be very expositiony and very dry and boring and actually making it very interesting, mainly through yeah. the visuals. So it's at this point that you get the, what would you, would you say is the brunt of the game of what you have to collect from these temples? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of 
that's where it kind of kicks off. <laughs> this would be the middle of the game, but it's not. It feels it's like the not. Mid. Yeah, yeah. So you have like... to get these three twilight pieces. So you end up doing your water temple and your your elemental temples and and all this stuff that you normally would in a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. And I think the really like I like the uh, the Goron boss who's shackled up. I like the look of that boss. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah. a boring boss. I really like the look of it. But the only one that stood out for me was uh, Morpheal, the giant eel. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, I. I, I... <sighs> Yeah. God, God. You have to pull his eye out with your, your grappling hook. Yeah, yeah. Um, it felt very much like... Have you ever played Shadow of the Colossus? Uh, never. Have you okay, ever tried well, to pick up um, a prawn with chopsticks and greasy fingers? <laughs> because that's what it felt like. It was that I spent absolutely forever trying to grappling hook until I had to focus on one tentacle, watch the eye go up and then back down, and then <laughs> grab the eyeball. I I was going mad with that. Absolutely mad. Really fantastic. Really, really fantastic. And see, I didn't have a problem at all. See? See, just different strengths, man. But yeah, yeah. I, I had no problem at all. Um, the only boss I think I had a problem with is, well, now that we're talking elementals, the ice place, the Yeti. That oh, was really the, Yeti the only one. The, yeah, um... Uh, the glass floor that you had to yeah. look up and then wait until she was going to slam attack well, th- or something. That, that's what, what threw me off was because the ice on the floor reflects everything but her until she's ready to land. Yeah. So I'm watching the floor, watching the floor standing still, and then she would just appear and you're like, oh, crap. And then you couldn't get out fast enough. But so you collect these. What do they call them? Uh, they're parts of the Midna's shadow helmet. I don't remember. Exa- I think they're just called twilight pieces. Yeah, let's call it Twilight Pieces, but I can't actually remember. Now, Pieces is better. We'll call them Relics. Twilight Relics. So so you have to go on a quest to get these three Twilight Relics. Okay, uh, good 10, 15 hours later. Yes, that's all done. We're ready to get the end of the game. And then it does that Zelda thing where it tosses two more things at you that feel like nothing but filler. Do 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 you feel that way? I feel that way. No, I don't feel that way. I like it. I like a wee bit of fetching, a wee bit of finding. I think by this point you should be used to it. How many Zeldas have you played in the past six months? A lot. This is you should seven. Be used, <laughs> you should be used to oh, this I'm not even I'm not even close to finishing this. I've still got this thing to find. Oh, there's a mirror that's broken. I'll just go and find those 1.2 billion pieces of mirror. It's well, see, fine. here's the thing, Craig. Wind Waker doesn't really do that. Does it not? It has a little bit where you have to go get Triforce pieces, but that's mm-hmm. it. There is oh. no then go... Like, okay, two cardinal sins this commits. Number one, you're making me get all these mirror pieces, which, yes. that's awful. The dungeons are fine. The dungeons are fun. They're a little too puzzle heavy for me. Like I didn't like them because it was it was little more puzzle heavy than Wind Waker. But okay, I, why it's not? It's got one of my favorite puzzles in it. My what? favorite puzzle types. Uh, when you get when you get where do you go? You go to the Temple of Time, the original Temple of Time, the first time when you go back when you go to it, you've got to do that puzzle where the two stone knights mirror. Your moves. Oh, oh also I move hate those so much, Craig. Oh, oh my gosh, I hate those so much. <laughs> I, I yes, absolutely this love is, that. It's it's that very stereotypical puzzle where if you move left, they move right, just on a different horizontal yep. plane, and you've got to try to you know get them to land on these two spots without you jumping off or bumping into them. Uh yeah, Craig. The only thing worse than that is a sliding block puzzle. Oh, sliding block. I mean, how else are you going to get that car out no, of no, the no, car no. park? Like, <laughs> not like Sudoku sliding box. Sorry, like, like the sliding picture where it's, you have one open space and oh, boom, you can move this that... one down and then with, yeah, no, those are terrible. I'm not, I'm, I'm not so much a fan of those, but I, I do like sliding block puzzles. I like kind of car park. They're all cars and you've got to get the car out of the car park. <laughs> I, could, I could do them for ages. Now you did mention uh, the original Temple of Time, and mm-hmm. there you meet Skull Kid, which I really like his redesign, like. He looks yeah. way better here than the derpy dude with a beak that he looked before. I don't quite know why he's here. It never really explains it. 
Like, it's just, bam, we're in the forest, throwing Skull Kid. Why not? I didn't like the hide-and-seek nonsense. Oh, no, that was that was Pesh. Where Where is he originally from? What game is he in? Majora's Mask. He was oh, the right, big, yeah. bad guy, I haven't man. played that. I haven't played Majora's Mask. That just, might explain I, why you didn't know. When you run into that forest bit and you've got to do hide-and-seek, you've got to find where the light's shining and go and get them and then well, maybe shoot my arrow or something. I, I, I hated that. The two times, I hated it. You, um... There's two ways you can tell. One is the light. If you see light at the end of a tunnel, actually run towards it. Mm-hmm. But the second one is actually you can listen to the audio. And you can actually tell the music getting louder and louder as you get closer. Which is a very nice touch. I'll give them that. Yeah. I'm sorry we're going to be breezing over a couple of these sections. The The desert temple I actually liked. The one in the Garuda Desert. For oh, one yeah. simple reason. Yes. Those miniature little skeletons. Those mini oh, skeletons. Mini skeletons. Are the yeah, coolest the- thing in this game, hands down. Like, Hunnels of many skeletons, you're just like, oh, look at you, we guys. And you're killing them, and you're like, kick me, oh, you try. <laughs> when they hit you with, like, an army of those things, I, I giggled. It was so much fun. The yeah. puzzles in that weren't so bad. Like, I, I think there's a midpoint where the puzzles started to wear on me. But once I got towards the end, like, with the uh, Temple of Time, like, mm-hmm. I didn't mind those puzzles so much. Oh, and here's a fun little thing that I like to do with every Zelda game. It is not until you get the spinner, so the ice place, that you finally get your first new item. That's a little ridiculous. Like, every item up until that point has been in previous Zelda games. And the spinner oh, is right, the okay. first new one. I see, I see what you mean. Yeah, no, the, the spinner is fant- fantastic mechanics to an item. I absolutely love that spinner. I loved the spinner boss, whatever his name was. Big skeleton dude. I liked well, spinning about on all the rails. It's just... Yes! The rails are great. <sighs> Until I did... Now, I don't know. I'm, I have to be vague on this. In Hyrule Field, there are spinner tracks once you go into a gorge that you yes. have to jump, 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 jump to get a heart piece. It yeah. took me 30 minutes to get that sucker. Because you didn't do it on the first attempt. Shut up, Craig! I beat Ninja Gaiden. I'm better than you. <laughs> so, there, and I'm curious if you agree, because I think this was the problem. There are some times where you press the jump off button, and it doesn't quite follow the law of physics. Like, every once in a while, I'll jump off at this oddball angle. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll just agree. I'll agree with you just to make you feel better. I, don't I, you, I don't you patronize me. That's it. This show is over. We are done. <laughs> Okay, so you've gotten all the mirror pieces, and now you're saying to yourself, surely, surely this must be the end. Surely then looks at you and says, no, this isn't. You have to get the Dominion Rod, which, again, doesn't really count as a new item because it's done in Wind Waker, and I don't like that. But the Dominion Rod lets you uh, control things, like statues. They kind of mirror your movements one-to-one, and there's a bunch of puzzles based on how do I get them to move into here when I only have limited space, that kind of thing. The the so, entire temple and puzzles surrounding the Dominion Rod are the low point of the game for me, completely. Oh, so you didn't like the Sky Temple? Um, uh, I, I like the Sky Temple. I don't see the Dominion Rod thing. It just, I just it irritated me. Oh, I can see I can't, it for sure. I can't. Ex- I can't explain it. I just didn't. I didn't. Wasn't keen. Uh, wasn't and the sad thing is, is, sorry. This is the Okoko Temple. Man, they're just everywhere. Yeah. They're even shopkeepers, and that makes them pretty cool. Well, the Okoko are cool, and the wind puzzles in there are fantastic. You know, like you have to drop down and bump along, oh, yeah. and then go up. I, I liked all of that. Where was the Dominion Rod in that? I thought the Dominion Rod was in the... Maybe I've got confused between no, two Dom- places. No, Dominion Rod was in the Temple of Time. The Sky Temple was a double hook shot. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's Which, what I'm thinking. The double hook shot's fantastic. I would love oh, double yeah. hook shots. Wins, <laughs> wins for best new item in Twilight yeah. Princess. That is very cool. If it's not in Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild, I will be severely disappointed in holding you accountable, Craig. Okay, so you then... Got all of these mirror pieces, and finally, finally. By the way, the the boss of the Sky Temple I thought was meh, like that the giant dragon. 
Oh yeah, yeah, because it was very, very prescriptive and repetitive. It was, it was kind of and, a pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah, it felt like they could have done. You're on top of a sky city with a huge dragon and pillars and everything, and it, they didn't make the most of that situation. So mm-hmm. this okay. is where the actual end game starts. You can actually go up to, and a lot of story stuff happens that I really don't want to touch on here because. There has to be some incentive to play the game. But a lot of very cool stuff happens with Midna and Zelda. Not so much Ilya because she's useless. Anyway, so now you start the last temp- the last um, area of the game. It's Hyrule Castle, which I do like. I, I like the Hyrule Castle. Yes. Yes. A couple of things I have. Before you go there, you get this scene showing where the sages killed Ganon, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So, they stabbed him in the gut. Poor Ganon. Okay said the Triforce makes him immortal. Like the mark of the Triforce. Uh-huh. Does that mean Link is immortal? That's a good question. I, I always uh, presumed that it was some sort of the evil side of things that made him immortal. Well, well, they, but see, there's the, well, he said it was the Triforce. Like, anybody with the mark of the gods is immortal. So it's like, oh, so, so why do I have like a health immortal. bar, dog? That's not fair. Yeah, exactly. Why have I spent ages looking for heart pieces? Speaking of why? Ganon, in, yeah. in that scene, though, just because you've just I've, I've relived it in my memory there Ganondorf in this is totally fuck he's like a mean ass mofo looking guy isn't he compared oh, to some oh. ocarina he's like a beast of a he is no longer Mr. Beaknose no no he's, he's not got he's got funky braids in his hair but they kind of look like cinnamon rolls on their sides if you look at them from the back <laughs> but they are he yeah, this is the best version of Ganon like, mm-hmm. I like the Wind Waker version because it fits that world, but this is the most threatening version of Ganon. I think, yeah, I, I, think yeah. I end up saying this every different game. But they are getting better and better with making Ganon a character, not just, well, he's the boss. You yep. just gotta deal with him. Okay, so, you finally make it through Hyrule Temple. You're just making it up there and you fight Zelda. Which is very cool. It's very, like, very cool. Now, I had a bit of a problem here because I'm an idiot, As in case mm-hmm. you didn't gathered this over the course of the show. I kept trying to reflect those balls back with my shield because that's oh, how you do it see. with everything for the rest of the game. Um, it, I think it's kind of a lazy boss. Like The only thing that makes it special is the fact that it's Zelda. You know, Ganon possesses Zelda and mm-hmm. you have to fight Zelda. Otherwise, I think it's kind of a lackluster. We've done it like 14 times by now. However... Yep. The second phase is very cool. The the oh, Beast Ganon yeah. phase. Yeah. And I like how they, they brought back something you haven't done since the beginning of the game, which is that hold the button to stop them, and then you have to mm-hmm. flip them over. Um, Yeah, very cool design on Beast Ganon. So then you defeat Beast Ganon, and you have to fight him again on horseback. Now, this is where we learn the very important canonical thing that Zelda is a terrible shot. Absolutely Utterly. can't hit the broad side of a barn. Awful. Awful. Yeah. I was like three feet away in some instances. Like my horse's head is smelling the ass of his horse and still missed. But um, I thought this was incredibly frustrating because of the ghost horses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, if you are close to Ganon, like right on his tail, there's no way to avoid these things at all. So I ended up having to stay far enough back to where when she hits him, wait for the ghost, then do this kind of roundabout thing, and then hit him. And I mean, you only have to hit him, what is it, three times? The Nintendo it's rule? Three, yeah, it's three three times, and then you're into the final sword fight of... Yes, the final proper sword fight. And this this reminds me a lot of Wind Waker, like the way it's done there. It is basically just a knockdown, drag out sword fight with Ganon. No gimmicks, no nothing. It's just you and him. Yeah. And then you have the end of the game. Now, I very specifically did something here. I didn't mention Zant at all. Oh, yeah, you didn't. <laughs> so, first of all, why didn't we mention him, Craig? Because he's why really imposing we? looking. He's a pretty really cool is. guy. Yeah. And his boss fight... So his boss fight is something very special, and I would like to actually take a moment to talk about it, because his boss fight is every notable boss fight you've had up until this point, but with 
Xant there instead of the monster. Now, instead for the uh, the Deku plant boss, you still need to hit him with the boomerang. You have to kill him the exact same way you yeah. killed that boss. So it's kind of a, hmm, how did I finish this boss? And then you have to remember what items you used. Even the ice stage, you still have to hit him with the ball and chain. And you still have to hit him with the iron boots on while you're fighting him underwater. I think he's a, yep. probably my favorite boss fight. I didn't mention him earlier because, you know, I wanted to kind of see if we would mention him naturally. Now, the only problem is I think he kind of falls flat story-wise. I think... Like, go ahead. At first, I, I, I ended up thinking, at first I thought, right, so far we've had no twists. He's going to end up being Ganon. That was my first, my gut was, clearly that's Ganon. After that, when it turned out it wasn't... When you met him at the first temple, right? When he killed the, um, uh, what is his name? Lanayru, the, the sea serpent guy. Yeah, he, he, he's Very, like, he's... very cool. Uh-huh. And, you know, he, he pucked Minda around like she was nothing. You're thinking this is a great guy. But the problem, I think you just don't see him until right at the end of the game. Again. Yeah. And there it's like, oh yeah, we're not going after Ganon, we're going after him. And of course, it, in in a wonderful, you got some chocolate in my peanut butter moment, it ends up doing the Final Fantasy thing of like, aha, you thought I was the last boss, but I'm not, kind of thing. And that's when we actually learn we have to fight Ganon. But until that point, the game has been about Zand anytime it's about him. Uh, did you like the boss fight, out of curiosity? Uh, the the kind of play-by-play of all the other bosses. Yeah, yeah, like greatest hits moment. I yeah, it's really it's, cool. But it's a very inventive way to do a boss rush without making yeah. it feel stale. Yeah. But, okay. So again, I'm sorry about the time, but let's discuss the ending, Craig. Yes. Okay. So we have just stabbed Ganon in the gut. This time, our sword made a difference, as opposed to other swords. But that's fine. Midna. Let's talk Midna for a second here, dog. She transforms into this amazingly beautiful woman. Yes, she does. She then turns into a completely different character. Like, she loses a lot of the snark and the snarl that she had. Yeah, she yeah. Turns she turns into she was awesome a waifu. She... Yeah, yeah, she was, she, was, she was just a very cool character. Now she turned into, ooh, am I too beautiful for you kind of character. I, eh. mm-hmm. Ah. And then at the end, I will state here, I think Link should have stayed with Midna. Like, this Link, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, at this point, Ilya is way in the past. Zelda, you've spoken to maybe 20 seconds. No, Midna's, Midna's the only person you've spent a significant amount of time yeah. with. Yeah! And I, I get it, they're going for that emotional thing where she has to go back to the Twilight Realm. Mm-hmm. And it has to be that heartbreaking goodbye. But I kind of think that was a bad way to do it. I think the ending would have been a lot better if either A, Link stayed in the Twilight Realm, this time because why not or b she didn't turn into sexy lady mm-hmm. what I did mean, you think of your... the don't worry you can come and visit me followed by exploding uh, the mirror okay i'll give him that that is cool she uses yeah. the one tear to shatter the mirror that's a cool little touch yeah. however the the arms in the air schoolgirl run afterwards as she's crying totally not midna it's not. So Maybe I think she her thought, character... Oh, she God. was in love with Link. She was in love with Link. and Well, that's fine. We were in love with Midna. She's awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think. But oh. yeah, it does that 180 thing. I, I didn't like that. And once you... Actually, it's kind of cool that they did like that whole mid-credits thing. Because boy, howdy, these credits were long. But I wanted to sit and make sure. And they do close up a little bit of ties. You know, with that yeah. extra cutscene. Back in the village and that. Yeah. It doesn't exactly put a bow on it like it does with Wind Waker or, or Ocarina, where it's like, okay, yeah, this is just Link's life now. So, Craig, what are, what are your thoughts here? It's It's been my favorite Zelda for years and years and years. And I'm going through a bit of a Zelda bender at the moment as well, but I'm being quite choosy with the ones I'm playing and not playing them all, like some mentalists about the place. <laughs> it, Could you recommend I, this as a starting point for somebody for Zelda? Because if I, you take out... All of the parts that made you think, hmm, they've done this before. If this was all completely fresh to you, like yeah. this was the first time you picked up a boomerang or a bomb or, you know, first time you saw the, the hit the orb back and forth boss fight. What do you think? 
Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. I remember when we did Ocarina and I said something along the lines of if you've just played Breath of the Wild and you don't know where to start next, this is the earliest you want to start. You want to start here and work your way forward. Mm-hmm. But th- I wouldn't say that with us now having done Wind Waker. I wouldn't say, you know, like you've got to just go Twilight Princess and then crack on from there. But it's, it's, if you've only played Breath of the Wild or you've only played Wind Waker, it's a completely different experience. It's a fantastic game. I absolutely love it, Dave. I absolutely loved it. Flaws and all. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, just, it, it's got some flaws. Yeah, but but I just I um, just think it's it's dark. That's the thing. It's dark and gritty, and you've got Midna, which is 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 a boost. And I think oh yeah, the bosses were great. The the look of it, the feel of it, the sound, the sound effects, not so much the music, but the sound effects were all were just all on point. You forgot Wild West Link, and that's, that's oh, a lot. Oh, Wild right West Link, yes. He's Wild West Link is so, a badass. Oh yes, yes. Which by the way, uh normally I ask you this on the other podcast. What color link looked the best? Did you like the magic armor link or the blue armor link or the green armor link? Oh, Blue this time. Hey, this good time. man. Good man. <laughs> I, li- I like that outfit. That's a very cool outfit. Yeah. It's too bad you take quadruple damage. Oh, God. I know. God ev- damn it. From everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. Okay. So I'm willing to put my foot down on this because I don't need to. I just want to. The GameCube <laughs> was the strongest era of Zelda. Like, I think N64 might have been the most important. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, I think, good games, this is probably the most important. It, yeah, Breath of the Wild, again, haven't been there, but it may shake up what the series does, but this is what you can view as two very separate paths that are both the culmination of each of those paths. Yeah. Which leaves Skyward Sword to be a dud, which I'm pretty sure <laughs> I remember it being. But I also will never play this again. Like I, I said before, Zelda has no valleys, but it's got a few peaks, and then it's kind of flatlined. This is this is another flatline for me. Like I'm not sad that I played it. I think mm-hmm. it's 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 a, it's a game. It's a fun game at times, but I think a lot of the like like remember that part where you're you're powering up the Dominion Rod, and you literally have to teleport from Kakarika Village to Hyrule Field to Kakarika Village to Hyrule Field back and forth like four times because you're talking to different people and that's all you're doing. Well, it happens in life, doesn't it? <laughs> you gotta go to the store, come home, you forgot something, go back to the store, exactly. come home, ah, crap, I left my card, and then you go back to the store. And and again, it, this might bother you, this might not. Perhaps if you're not, like, if you're not playing for, a, not necessarily a deadline, but to finish something, these things won't bother you because you'll be taking your time. Like, the difference between mine and Craig's playtime is pretty yeah. huge. Like, well, I clocked you... in at 32 hours. Yep, and I was 55. I got nothing extra. I got no extra heart containers. It was just what you get from bosses, and that was it. No big bomb bag, no big arrow quiver, no big yeah. loopy bag, nothing. And so, I mean, I, I tried to blitz through this as fast as possible. But, okay, uh, and this does lead to a point. Uh, a lot of this feeling, like, fetchy for me. But there's also the fact that this game runs out of rewards. Fast. Like, there is no need to ever upgrade your rupee bag. And if I do another puzzle and all I get is a Miiverse stamp or oh, some really... Why are you acting in the last temple of the game? Why are you rewarding me with rupees? Why? They are nothing now. And whereas other Zeldas, yes, you can do this if you want. Here it seems like they run out of things to give you and they do it rather fast. Like, for most of the game, every chest is going to be a rupee. Or, if you're playing the HD, a Miiverse stamp, which now Miiverse is shut down, so... There you those go. Stamps, relic. Those stamps can totally and utterly go <laughs> swivel on it. You see a chest in a high up place, you spend 20 minutes trying to figure out how to get there and it's a stamp for highly letter P. <laughs> I mean, I mean, while well, while I was playing the game, my wife was sitting next to me because again, she she likes the game, 
and it was a game every time of all right i'm out of chest is it going to be a stamp or a rupee and that's that's the problem you you're giving the players no incentive to actually finish these optional puzzles or figure out how do you get up there because they don't care it's a rupee and i mean i was sitting at 500 for most of the game the only thing i spent it on was having the cannon repaired and buying the bombs the first time you know stuff like that yeah but yes so those are my problems with it this is not enough to ding it from being a good game but it's enough to where unless i am afflicted with them maybe that's my problem craig maybe it's because because of my problems with short-term memory loss that's why amnesia bugs me so much that could be it. it's like just keep a notebook it's easy yeah you may be onto yes. something. I I I liked it. I don't regret my time with it, but I'll never play it again. Unless, you know, my wife plays and she needs help with a boss, and then I'll probably play it. Alright, next time we have Final Fantasy VII. And Craig said he's going to play this and do the episode, so enjoy that. We need it by next week, Craig. I... <laughs> So, yes, it's very exciting. I haven't played Final Fantasy VII since launch. I just know of it because of the internet. It's never really left my mind. So we'll see about that. So, Craig, thank you yes. very much for being here. As always, I had a lot of fun. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me again to now, extend I your episode. Now, I think we will see you on Breath of the Wild. I take it we'll see you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. I think it's the, the last one I'll be on as Breath of the Wild. So, thank you very much for listening. Do hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, all that stuff. If you feel like you made it to the end of this episode and we didn't cause too much brain damage, do leave us like an iTunes review. Thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Three, two. One.